My name is Kelsey. And my name is April. And this is the Taste Buds Podcast. A podcast where we, registered dietitians, answer your burning nutrition questions. And talk all things food, cooking, research, and wellness. So sit tight and enjoy this taste of nutrition from a couple of buds. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hi, April. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. It's a lovely day here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. <laughs> Do you want to I tell everybody think... what that means? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's um, New Zealand's original name before colonization. <laughs> um, wow. It is, it's the name, it means um, long white cloud. Does it really? Um, yeah, because New Zealand oh. is, like, if you look at it, it looks is like it a long the island um oh that's cool I love this stuff yeah now you know (laughs) now I know April guess what what when this episode is released I will be at your house oh my god I totally forgot about that no I didn't know coming but I forgot that it would be at the same time oh my god I'm so excited the day it's released I will be at your house ah reunited and it feels so good <laughs> what should we do I really want to get my nails done can we do that absolutely don't say no to that your nails always look good. like I always associate you with good nails oh thanks you know why I always have my nails done tell me is because in undergrad I worked um as a nutrition rep in the hospital Mm. and like dealing with supplements and things like that for the patients but I had to work out of the kitchen and they didn't last wear nail polish so I just felt very deprived for three years of my life so Uh after that after I was set free no I'm just kidding (laughs) but after I left the job because I was going to Alabama for our master's program I said now it's time and I'm never having my nails done again I love (laughs) it except when I did our food service rotation yeah (laughs) I still have a really funny video of finding you. I it was during my clinical rotation and I went down because you could get free soda all day, no matter what time. <laughs> and I went down one of my breaks and I was getting like, whatever, Diet Coke with crushed ice. And I look out across and you're like in the kitchen with your hairnet on. And I took a video of you and I was like, hot mama lava. Like, yeah, I remember that. It was so funny. Oh, maybe. Oh, the everyone- days. Maybe if I'm feeling really generous, I'll let you put that up on our Instagram page and people can see it. <laughs> I have a lot of beef on you from grad school. <laughs> More hairnet pictures. I've got hairnet pictures. I've got eating pictures. A lot of pictures of you eating. <laughs> <laughs> me, there's one you sent me where I was making like walrus teeth with the, with Twix or something or Kit Kat. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I have a lot on you too. <laughs> I'm sure you do somewhere. That was fun. <laughs> but I'm so excited. You know what I always think of when what? someone's coming to visit or I go traveling someplace is where are we going to eat? <laughs> where are we going to eat? I would well, love an authentic Mexican food. You can't get anything. You can't get authentic Mexican food in New Zealand. That was what I was going to say is that's what we're known for over here in these parts. So I'm so excited. Well, ask Joe because he loves Mexican food and he always has really good places for recommendations, like the good, authentic stuff, not the Americanized things. So we'll get some good Mexican food, some good margaritas. We'll get our nails done. Yes. I'm so excited. Maybe we can, we'll record something for everyone. (laughs) Or go live or something. Maybe we'll we'll get a real picture together because in the whole year of us being friends we didn't get one good normal picture of the two of us which is so wild because we took so many pictures during graduation and for graduation. not together but why i don't know <laughs> i don't even have a good picture of just me from graduation i don't really either actually well i take that back i'm remembering now i do have some good ones yeah yeah. How I'm do you just, not have any? Did you just forget? Because to ask I was just something? I was taking them all with my family. Like it was like mm. me and my mom, me and my best friend, me and my sister, me and my grandparents. And then right. just like different combinations of all of those people. But not just you. But not just me. Like I asked for one good picture of me by myself from from my best friend. And she sent me 
there she is one photo of me outside of the arena and I'm like this with my, oh my, God. <laughs> my diploma and in that's case, it that's what I got <laughs> in case and no you're not watching the YouTube video Kelsey I just, just said <laughs> is that what it is I was gonna say I think the, I, no like maybe yeah sign. I just shock it yeah yeah is that what it's called I was like, gonna say the rocker yeah, the shaka I shock it with my tongue out. oh tongue maybe out. I, I love you I don't remember whichever one with it's like your thumb your index finger and your pinky are sticking out and your middle finger wait what's this what's this finger called your ring finger the one with your, your ring, ring finger. On oh <laughs> listen I'm slow today because I'm not feeling well so your ring finger and your middle finger are bent and her tongue was sticking out just to paint a picture for all of you who are not watching the YouTube video <laughs> yeah that's the only photo I have of myself from getting my master's <laughs> woo that's really funny, actually. Mm. Yeah, we'll have to get a good picture together. We'll have, I mean, it won't be Will, but we'll have Joe come out and take this. No. He does good. Uh, I know. I'll have to leave my Kiwi boyfriend over here while I go and explore. Does he know when he's going to catch up with you? I think we're going to try to have him come at Thanksgiving so that, mm. like, we're just trying to work it out the best with getting his visa and all of his like things sorted but we think we found a loophole so that he can come the week of thanksgiving which is good because we're gonna go see my aunt in california so will can just fly from new zealand and meet us in california and then fly back perfect yeah perfect that's so much closer than getting all the way to alabama alabama with the fam bam i know but Yeah, that's exciting. Well, I'm so excited to see you. It's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait to show you around. Uh, Kelsey was or is was one of my bridesmaids, but she wasn't able to make it over to our wedding Mm -hmm. in March because of the pandemic. So I still have her bridesmaids dress sitting in my closet here. (laughs) What am I gonna wear it for? Back to you. (laughs) Also, I never got to give you your wedding gift because. You don't have to get it. Well, I know. I had something like really special in mind. And then I was like, oh, but I want to like give it. So maybe I'll make it happen so that when I get there, I'll be able to like hand it to you. (laughs) you Present it. (laughs) Yeah, present it. It's actually um, a thing. It's just a foot massage. No, just kidding. (laughs) Hey. I wouldn't say no to a foot massage. Actually, you know who loves a foot massage is Joe, because then I don't have to give him one. So it's not a terrible idea. Okay, this is a question that I think I've experienced, but Joe loves pedicures, right? Um, I I feel like I wouldn't say loves pedicures, but I don't think he would turn it down. My dad loves pedicures. Every time my dad comes to visit, he wants to go get them. So so all three of us go together. I know it's the best. It's so much fun. And Joe never says no. That's so cute. So the three of us just go together. It's so much fun. Don't say no to a good pedicure. Oh my gosh. I love a good pedicure. Will has really ticklish feet. So I don't yeah. think. Also, he's like, he's very, um, like for the most part, he's very chill. Like, and he's able mm-hmm. to, like, he's very, um, I would say he's a feminist. He's just like, whatever goes yeah, he's definitely a feminist, but he's just kind of like, whatever goes, whatever uh-huh. goes. But there are certain things that I just don't think he will ever be able to cross the line on. <laughs> and I think the pedicure one done. of them. Yeah, I think getting his nails done is one of those things. Like, I think he would just be like, I'm sorry. I just don't know if I can do it. Well, you know what? He is really missing out because it literally, it just, it get, even just like gives your nails a good buff. Like, you yeah. don't. That's what my dad and Joe usually get. They just get their nails, like, buffed. And let me tell you, his feet look really good afterwards. I, I bet. I mean, I I clip Will's nails. I do his nails. Because I don't like have it. to do that anymore. I know. But it's actually kind of fun. Like, I enjoy it. Oh. Well, I So, during I do lockdown, um, if you know me, you know that I – I'm one of those people that I pick a hobby every now and then, and then I just, like let that become my personality for about, <laughs> I don't know, a month, three months, six months, a year, depends. Um, and then I completely drop it. So, <laughs> so during lockdown, I bought myself like a gel nail kit and I was like, I'm going to do nails. This oh is my, my gosh. Favorite. I didn't know that. How did you like well, it? You can tell, I, that. I don't Not have working. them because yeah. 
<laughs> um, I am really, really bad at it. I've done it three times. Really? And yeah. And it's like, I've got like the whole curing. I've got the gel. I've got the top base coats. Like I bought the yeah. whole thing. Um, and I really enjoy doing nails. Like I find it quite soothing and it's like, just like a little bit of me time. Like I'll put on a podcast or music or, and do my nails with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just not a pro yet. And it's been really difficult. It's like a learning curve. How I, I don't mean this, how it's going to sound, but how are you bad at it? <laughs> it's just like just just your nails under the thing I know right? but but like to do the gel you have to I don't know because it hardens in like a minute uh-huh so if, and like the way that the one that I have is like it's a gel that you put underneath a um like mold kind of thing so if it's not perfectly around the mold it doesn't cure correctly like it's like a like a plastic just like nail shaped mold and you use it to put the gel underneath of it and kind of shape the nail right what I know so it's not just like what the it's not like what they use the nail salons that literally just looks like normal nail polish um no no it is it's like it's like a gel that hardens and you can make with it oh so you're doing acrylics yeah but it's like a gel acrylic kind of thing it's not an acrylic acrylic it's like a gel nail you're putting a tip on Yes. Okay, so that makes more sense. It's hard. <laughs> that makes more sense. That would be difficult. Obviously, I don't know enough about this to be telling anyone what I'm That's doing. That's an acrylic. <laughs> <laughs> if it was, but it looks well, bad. The acrylic is like the acrylic tip, and then you can choose to put normal nail polish, gel, or dip on top of it. Yes, but it's, yeah. So you're doing acrylics. I guess so. <laughs> it's hard. So you could try doing, just, try doing just the gel on just your nail. Just your plain nail. That's a good idea. I might no tip because I think you'd be good at that. I know that now normal nail polish. To do it, you have to trim your nails really short. So now my nails are really short. So oh, for the so now I have to grow them out if I want any. I would not even try to attempt to do acrylics on myself. So I applaud you for that. Thank you, April. It was (laughs) difficult, and I think that I've given up on this hobby. Well, it's okay. We we try. (laughs) Um, question though. Okay. The brand and company that you ordered from if you like air user you obviously struggle using it but if you could use it and you had to use it would you like that brand does that make sense do you like the brand that you ordered I think so I am still trying to trying to decide if like they don't last for very long but I'm wondering if it's because I'm doing it incorrectly or if the like product isn't very good Okay, because that's the whole thing is they're supposed to last longer. Yeah. So I'm not sure yet. Maybe that I mean, maybe we should just switch this podcast away from nutrition and just start reviewing different nails. nail kits. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe I'll just start paying someone else to do it. <laughs> Listen, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, they'll probably do a better job. <laughs> so normally I do just gel on my normal nails. But the other day on Instagram, I saw someone who had acrylic tips and in like this tan color, and I thought it looked really good. So I might try to do that. But I did get tips, like you're talking about, the tips on top of your nail for the wedding or for our wedding. Yeah, and yeah. it looked amazing in pictures. But I, after about like a week or two, I was like, get these things off of me. I cannot deal with them because they're too long. So I, I really want one of those, like the new trendy nails with like, Yes, like the funky loopy I did that earlier on the summer it was so much fun I want that Mm. I want to be trendy so bad (laughs) all I want is to be trendy (laughs) like I'm trying to pack for the states and I have a lot of clothes and to try to narrow it down I literally I went on Instagram and I liked like I found like my favorite fashion people on Instagram Uh made a folder for it and only packed outfits that fit that theme because I was like there's no I way love I love that that so that's how I brought it. Be doing it yeah because now I'm that's like amazing it's it's on on theme all I'm bringing is neutrals <laughs> that's yeah mm-hmm. because it's trendy <laughs> but also I just really like it and I don't know I'm excited <laughs> to come and bring cool outfits and actually like go outside are you okay <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just choked on my water. <laughs> <coughs> Apparently, I can't swallow thin liquids. 
Um, I agree with you on the neutrals. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. And everything matches, and I can just wear everything. And, like, all my shoes are either black or brown. So, that's Perfect. Then you can reuse things. I'm sure you can do laundry while you're in Alabama, too. Yeah. Also, I've got... You can do laundry for here, too. Huh? I've got a pair of pink jellies, and I'm like, should I bring them? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wrong season. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right. Shall we carry on? We shall. We We shall. shall. Okay. I'm first, right? Research? Yeah. Okay. So we'll be right back after this quick break with our research segment. Yay. Bye. I have this song stuck in my head. And I can't, and I can't remember what movie it's from, but it's from one of those like early 2000s movies that we grew up with. Actually, I think it's from the Hillary. No, no. uh, A Cinderella story with Hillary Duff. The one that goes, just another day started out like any other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. What a classic. Don't think I remember that song, but it's a vibe. It is. And I will try to remember what scene it's in and let you know. So maybe that'll trigger a memory for you. Maybe. But I'm pretty sure it's that movie. Hmm. All right. Anyways. Research time. (laughs) Research time. Are you guys ready? We are excited. Waiting with bated breath. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super stoked. So this week we are talking all about carbs. And um, I found some research that related to carbs and just something Mm -hmm. that, I don't know, I found interesting and I hope you guys do too. So. Lay it on us. This week we are talking about glycemic index. That's why you stopped me last week. I know. I know it. So I'm so glad we're talking about this. Great. It's question. it's a really cool one. Um and it's I don't know. I just find it interesting. I always I don't know, like there's so many different diets out there and information and I just like if we can at least one week at a time break down a little bit, I think it's helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. So, we are talking about the glycemic index diet, low glycemic index, index in general. So, mm-hmm. first of all, glycemic index is just a number, and it just gives you an idea about how fast your body converts the carbs in a food into glu- glucose. So, when we eat carbs, all carbs, no matter what kind of carb it is, turns into glucose. Mm-hmm. We digest it. Um, and this number can be affected by things like fat in the food, fiber, acid, um, how long it's cooked, how ripe it is, things like that. It really just looks at the rate that carb turns into glucose in your body. And just a quick interjection for those of you who may not know, glucose is sugar. Yeah. Same thing. So if you've heard blood sugar, blood glucose, glucose, sugar, it's all one and the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, And something to think about here too is when you hear like blood sugar um, and your blood sugar rising or falling or things like that, that all is carb related and just food related. So when you're eating, our blood sugar will rise because we've just eaten food and that food turns into energy and glucose and your blood takes it up. And when it's moving the glucose to your cells, that's when your blood sugar is high. So that's kind mm-hmm. of like if it gives you a little bro- breakdown of what that means. Um, so the low glycemic diet is when you opt for lower glycemic index foods and restrict high glycemic index foods. Now, okay. restri- restriction is lame. We've talked about it and we'll <laughs> talk about it a lot more, but bear with me for a little bit where I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but it is a diet, and if you can't tell by now, we aren't fans of <laughs> restriction or diets. But anyway, so low glycemic foods are whole grains, most fruits, vegetables, legumes, things like that that mm. often have a lot of fiber in them. Um, they might have some fat in them. They might have you know different different things, but really, it's things that have. Um, other components that slow down digestion where high glycemic foods are things like 
white flour, fructose syrup, refined sugars, things like that, where a lot of the fiber um, has been stripped away. For example, like white flour, the inside of the grain has been taken out and is only used and it gets rid of the outside of the grain, which is where all the fiber is and the fat Mm -hmm. and that grain. So when you are just consuming the outs or the inside, it's going to quicken your digestion a lot more. And how I remember it from grad school and from undergrad, I guess, was it's like a race car. (laughs) The smaller Mm -hmm. and more stripped back the um, grain is or the the food is, the faster it's going to digest. Oh, so you're saying the race car is lighter? Yeah, the lighter that a race car is, the less it has on it, the faster it'll be. I haven't heard that um, comparison yet, but I like it. That's just how I remember it. I don't know if it makes sense, but. No, no, I think it makes sense because a lighter car will move faster. Yeah. Makes sense. And that wheat kernel has the bran germ and endosperm in it. And from what Kelsey is referring to, when wheat or sugar is refined, it removes some of those key components from the inside, like fat and fiber and different micronutrients, which makes it your body process it a lot faster and more broken down. Yeah, exactly. So really this is all just about the rate that your body uptakes the glucose, which could mean that your blood sugar gets higher faster or higher slower. I have a thought, but should I save my thought till later? Mm-hmm. About why um, high glycemic index foods, index foods are good? I talk about it a little bit. Okay, I'll save it for later. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the research that I initially pulled, um, it's a literature review of a bunch of studies with a total of 1,940,968 adults. So a lot of people were looked at for, it's it's a literature review of a bunch of different systematic reviews, meta-analysis. So big studies that looked at a lot of people. It's a mix Um, of men, women. A bunch of different groups. Yeah. Um, so this whole thing revealed that there was no consistent differences in BMI when comparing the highest with the lowest dietary glycemic index index groups. So this means that no matter if you're eating a lot of low glycemic index foods or high glycemic index foods, it does not affect your weight. (laughs) Couldn't have put it better myself. (laughs) I know. So this one is just million people. It's hard not to rely on that data. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is just one more piece of evidence for me that weight doesn't matter <laughs> mm-hmm. um, at all. So every body is different and it's always going to be more than just what you're eating. It's the behavior. It's the relationships with food, um, things like that. And, you know, carbs are just carbs. As I said earlier, they are all processed the same way. Um, And once they're digested, they're the same exact chemical glucose, whether it's from an apple, a bowl of quinoa, a cookie, once it's in your body, it's glucose. That's it. It's Mm -hmm. all processed the same way. Um, So that's kind of like what I'm pulling from the carb side of things. Also, this study is such a bummer because it only focuses on weight. Um, Mm -hmm. And weight does not equal health, guys. (laughs) And like just looking at this, when looking at all the other biomarkers, anthropometrics, things that you can look at, weight is one of the least important. As you can see here, like whatever you're eating, weight just like isn't even an important factor at all. Um, and in Did clinical, they, I sorry. Oh, sorry. I have a question before I forget it. Did they look at A1C at all? Well, I will talk about this in a little bit, but yes, I looked okay. at another study that does talk about A1C. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I hate that the study only looks at weight because it doesn't look at any other factors and it's just like, well, yeah, it doesn't matter for weight loss if you're having lower high glycemic index. Um, because I like how you loss- changed your voice just then. You're like, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I'm, I'm pretending to be a researcher. That's what I got from that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, as I, but I forgot what I was saying. Oh, sorry, like, I didn't mean to throw you off track. No, that's okay. There's not any other any of the other factors, and yeah, mm-hmm. like weight just isn't to me. It just doesn't seem as important. <laughs> um, so, in in general, like when we're in clinical, especially like I feel like April, you experience this a lot. When we're looking at weight, we're 
only really looking at if someone is severely malnourished or if they've had some crazy changes in weight recently. Is, is that a thing for you too? Cause like, that's what I notice. Um, that is a loaded question because there's a difference between what a lot of like the healthcare system wants you to evaluate versus what clinicians evaluate. So like the healthcare system wants us to really focus on BMI and use that as an indicator for a lot of things, whether that's malnutrition or overweight. Yeah. Me as a personal clinician, I trend weights to look for aggressive weight loss, in which case that could indicate someone's malnourished or even aggressive weight gain, which could indicate that someone maybe has a lot of fluid accumulation yeah, or exactly. something like that. You know, so I look at it more for trends, kind of like you mentioned, or of course, if it's really low, diagnosing malnutrition but in regards to it's just different because of course the hospital system wants you to use a lot of the healthcare systems in America want you to use BMI for looking at obesity and things like that yeah and another point that I even wrote out here is that it's such a bummer that so many health professionals default to weight as their main recommendation it's like lose weight Um, which is especially when they're just assuming a body needs to lose weight without looking at any other biomarkers or even just investigating further at to what could be going on. So, so many people, mm-hmm. they go to a doctor and they say, hi, I'm having this issue. And they go, it's because you're overweight. And it's like, oh my gosh, just mm-hmm. that is probably not related or it could be. And there's other stuff going on. Weight loss is not going to do anything, but also 97% of diets mean weight gain, end up in weight gain. <laughs> so that is just like diagnosing someone or, mm-hmm. or giving a treatment to someone that they know 90% of the time, 97% of the time is not going to work. And it's I think be- I have two thoughts on this and I'm going to say a thought that's going to open a can of worms, but we don't have to address the can of worms until okay. later, but First thought is that the amount of times I've been told by individuals who've come to me for nutrition help that they've been told by their doctor to just go on a 1500 or 1200 calorie diet is just astounding and upsetting because that is way too low for any adult. That was the can of worms I wanted to open up, but we, that's a whole other topic to address. But you know, what's interesting is I actually know a good amount of med students. And I was chatting with a few of them a few weeks ago and they know that I'm a dietitian and we were talking and they were saying that they really get pretty much next to no nutrition education in med Mm -hmm. school. And they're very aware of that. They just get, they pretty much get no education at all. So, you know, I think, well, of course that's why we have our specialty so that we can provide proper education. But I think that's such a default in our healthcare system. You know, doctors tend to be, they are like spearheading healthcare in a lot of realms. So they should be aware of these things and not be giving false information without having the education. So really our education system needs to totally change. So yeah, definitely. And, and keep in mind as individuals, when you go to the doctor, you can always refuse to get your weight taken or to mm-hmm. learn your weight. Absolutely. Like personally for me, knowing my weight is really triggering. Um, so like, I just ask, like, it doesn't have to be a thing. It can be real chill. And I just say, hey, can you not tell me my weight? Can I turn around on the scale? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, especially if I have like a female nurse or a female doctor, it's super easy. And you can request that too. Um, it doesn't, it's, it can be super chill. And also if you find that there's a doctor that is telling you things that are like this, the doctor works for you. You don't work for them. So you can say, you can fire your doctor and find a new one. Um, <laughs> Take so control of your doctor. <laughs> well, a lot of people just go, oh, this is the doctor I was given. This is my insurance that covers this person. I'm going there. And then they realize, mm-hmm. oh, this doctor's not great. You can fire your doctor and find a new one. Um, <laughs> I like the way you're phrasing it, fire your yeah. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and and you, there's a lot of haze professional help at every size professionals out there, which is haze. And mm-hmm. if you are looking for that, you can ask a doctor's office if they have any um, – Hayes, Hayes healthcare workers there to help you too. So yeah. Um, that's, that's my two cents on. (laughs) (laughs) I have Um, so much more to say, but I'm not going to, because this could be like a five hour podcast and I'm sure eventually we'll get to talking directly about those things. So I'm interested to hear about this other study. 
So yeah, I did look at some other studies, none specifically. I just pulled up a bunch of different meta-analysis, mm-hmm. things like that, just to kind of see what else the glycemic index, you know, is doing mm-hmm. out there. And there are a lot of studies that say that, you know, following glycemic index diet um, can be helpful for diabetes, cancer prevention, and cardiometabolic risk. But we we know this. Like fiber is good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. eating with diversity is good. Like we, we mm-hmm. know that that's a good thing. Having fats and proteins and flavors with food is better and, and good for you. And it's better than just eating carbs by themselves. Like we know this. Um, like for example, I enjoy having a bagel with cream cheese and smoked salmon and veggies on it a lot more than just a bagel by itself. Not only because it slaps, <laughs> <laughs> but because it also makes my body feel good and feel mm-hmm. more energized and it does, you know, stabilize my blood sugar a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, instead of feeling like you need to restrict the foods that are maybe higher in glycemic index, when you are able to pair them with things or just enjoy them um, as they go and listen to your body, you can find that, you know, balance and and do things that make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, I, so I have a, a client right now who is diabetic, and I think that's such a good example to use with glycemic index. So for those of you who don't know, someone who is diabetic is very sensitive, is even more sensitive to sugar than someone who is not diabetic. So you would think that this type of diet would be perfect for them, right? But I don't, even for my patient who is diabetic, I don't even, I guess in a sense, I teach a lot of the same strategies that that type of the low glycemic index diet employs, but just from a different angle, it's more about what you said. So I always say, you know, make sure your things with fiber will less likely spike your blood sugar or, you know, focusing on adding fats and proteins along with your carbohydrates. But of course, if you're focusing on these disease states like diabetes, that it's kind of a whole different ballgame than just your normal average person who's looking to just lead a healthier lifestyle and reach certain health goals. Um, And I think in a sense, we do kind of touch on those glycemic foods, but not in a restrictive way, just kind of similar to what you're saying, you know, building that balanced plate. I always try to have carbs, fat, protein, fluid, fruit or vegetable on there, not because of glycemic index, but because it makes me feel better and it fuels me better and I stay full for longer and I get more micronutrients and macronutrients and so many other reasons than that. I think the glycemic index is just so nitpicky. Yeah. And the, I mean, honestly, I feel like every single diet is like that. Um, it's, it can be so, you know, specific. And like you said, nitpicky on mm-hmm. things that you can have and this, this, and that, even with like macro counting, it's so specific to the point that it's, mm-hmm like you're overthinking it you're overthinking it way too much like just take a step back and if you're you know eating a good diverse diet I mean we're gonna say this every single episode if you're eating a good diverse diet if you're you know doing things that make your body feel good you're gonna be all right (laughs) all right but that's everything I got that's my whole research that's interesting and I want to touch on A1C really quickly because I know I mentioned it earlier and I didn't necessarily explain what it was. Um, your A1C is usually only taken if you they, your doctor suspects that you have diabetes or prediabetes. So if you aren't at risk for it or your doctor doesn't suspect you have it, you probably never have had your A1C levels measured. And that's through a blood test. And basically, it's just an average of your blood sugars over the past three months. So that's why I was asking Kelsey if they've they analyzed A1C because that would really show, you know, however long the study was conducted Mm -hmm. were, was eating the lower glycemic index foods, you know, helping with A1C if someone did have diabetes, did did it even have an effect on that? So I just want to touch on that really quickly because I realized I didn't explain it. Yeah. Yeah. And those, the, the meta-analysis I looked at for, for diabetes. Yeah. They talked about that. I did. Thank you for bringing this up, Kelsey. I think it was such a good idea. Um, and really Thank good you. Timing. I'm glad that you brought this in as your research. Thank you. I really enjoyed talking about it. <laughs> Me too. All, All right. right, guys. I'm excited for your gonna... recipe. Oh, just you wait. It's going to be great. <laughs> we will see you guys after the break. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> we back. We back. All oh, right. Better than ever. Back and better than ever. What's that from? I don't know. I was just 
talking. That's from something that's going to bug me. Anyways, recipe segment time. So we have had a weird cold spell here in Arizona, or at least in Tucson, where I live, where I reside, (laughs) over the past week or two. Mm -hmm. And Arizona just obviously doesn't get really crazy winters or anything, but it'll get down to like in the 40s during the winter and sometimes 30s at night. So it gets like fairly cold. Um, not warm by any means. And these past this past week and last week, it's been forty degrees at night, fifty in the morning, and it'll get up to around like seventy five in the middle of the day. So I'm like fall. <laughs> but this is abnormal for Arizona. Normally, yeah. right now in October, it's like still bathing suit weather, hanging by the pool, sweltering. So yes, it is more like normal fall, but it's very abnormal for Arizona. So I'm living it up. I'm loving it. <laughs> And because of that, I was very inspired to make what a traditional fall meal that I feel like, or even a winter meal that I feel like just makes sense when it's cold. So I made chili. Yum. Yes. Yum. So good. And I've also, I also a few weeks ago or a few months ago, actually no, it was a few weeks ago. I bought a packet of three sets of ground turkey Mm -hmm. and I had a bunch of them in the freezer for later use and I was like what better time if I'm making chili to make turkey chili because I have this turkey this ground turkey sitting in my freezer so that is the perfect fall food when I was growing up we would do um like neighbor my neighborhood would have like big neighborhood parties together Uh, yeah we'd have like block parties like one especially in the summer we do it once a week they do this thing Mm -hmm. called flamingo Fridays where they would (laughs) one person would put the flamingos out in their front yard and then mm-hmm. whoever had the flamingos outside of their house had the party on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so cute. I know. <laughs> it was, we had like 80 houses in our neighborhood and it was just a bunch of families with young kids. It was perfect. It was like, the did ideal. everyone participate in these block parties? Pretty much. Wow. Pretty much. My neighbors, I mean, we had like nice neighbors growing up, but we weren't that. Uh, I don't we think were... everyone would have participated. Oh my gosh. I have so many like, faux parents because all of them like every mm-hmm. single parent in the neighborhood knew every single kid it was mm-hmm. so good like we would go and oh, I love like, that it was so nice like we could um in the winter they had like a, a we called it the ditch but it was just like a kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it was a ditch I don't know like a little pit <laughs> like um where it would when it snowed we'd all sled into it and Aww. it was like a whole other side of the neighborhood from my house but if we were down there and we got really cold or had to go to the toilet or something. We could just go to one of the neighbor's houses and they'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Come on in. Take like, it was so Aww. sweet. Um, but awesome. in the fall, we would do pumpkin carving parties because we were so extra. So it's, it's like, so whenever I tell all my Kiwi friends about mm-hmm. all the things that I grew up, they're like, you are so American. And I'm like, I know it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's so fun. But they would make these huge pots of chili. And so whenever I think about chili, I do mm-hmm. think about like fall and pumpkin carving and all the good mm-hmm. stuff. Yes. Perfect. I love it. Yes. So I was really excited about that. Plus I feel like, so we, my husband has three sets of grandparents and one set of grandparents, we, the family all kind of takes turns bringing them meals every one, like one night a week um, just to help them out. And our night is Wednesday nights. So I also thought what a great dish to bring over and it's super easy to make put it in the pot crock pot or you could cook it on the stove just depending on what you want to do bring it over in the crock pot so it stays warm so it's just great all around and similar to what we talked about last week how you use coconut sugar because you had it on hand you're using up the ingredients in your kitchen I use turkey ground turkey for this because like I said I had bought a bunch of packs of it at Costco a few weeks ago and it was sitting in my freezer so I wasn't not going to use it But I'd like to point out that you can absolutely use beef if you want to use beef. You can use a vegetarian option if you want to use that. I didn't use turkey chili for really any other reason besides it was my fridge. But I do like to point out, I also, I do prefer to buy turkey, ground turkey more often than ground beef just because I feel better after eating it. Mm. Um, But that doesn't mean that I never buy ground beef. So again, it's really just up to you and how you're feeling, how it makes you feel and what you're craving. You want to hear a, a weird thing about New Zealand? Do they not have ground beef or something? They don't have ground turkey. Well, they don't. You can't really get turkey. Really? Well, they don't have turkey here. <laughs> so, huh. so are, are they just not native to 
No, and like turkey is like a really weird food to have here. So that's interesting. So the options are ground beef or ground chicken, which mm. they call mints. It's oh, either chicken mints like or that. beef mints. Huh? So they don't yeah. say like on the package they don't they don't say ground beef. They say no, mint beef. it's mints. Huh? Yeah. That's but so I can weird get... too, because growing up in New England, turkeys were such a huge part. Like besides eating them, I mean, literally, I they're all over the wild place. turkeys just walk around like yeah. parking lots through the woods past our house. Like it's Same just such a... everywhere. So that's interesting. Oh, yeah. so I used some minced turkey in this turkey chili recipe. Love it. <laughs> yeah, it was super easy. You just brown the beef or the turkey if you're using that or chicken or anything else brown the onions um and then just kind of put everything together in a pot and simmer it or put it in the crock pot and cook it on low for yes for a bunch of hours and we'll have the actual recipe and all the steps and everything on the instagram but it was really easy it's so yummy and it also the other thing i love about it is you can make huge batches of it so it just made it super easy to meal prep so i had lunches we had dinners it was great Oh, that's so sweet. I love that it's a crockpot recipe too. I feel like mm-hmm. putting things in crockpot or slow cooker, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. is so – it's just the ideal scenario because you throw it all in and then mm-hmm. you come home from work later on or whatever and it's good to go and your house smells so good. <laughs> so good. And I was really excited about this recipe because you could do the crockpot option or you don't have to do the crockpot crock pot option you could do it on the stove because there are some days when I have time to make it ahead of time and it just works out with my schedule better to have a crock pot situation but then mm-hmm. there are some days when I'm way too busy and I just have to cook dinner in the moment so it's nice to know that I could also just cook it on the stove so it was just it just kind of fits with every different lifestyle around on the stove did you use just like a regular sauce pot or did you use a mm-hmm. dutch oven I just use a regular sauce pot cool yeah and I think yeah. it's, you could use, depending on, because you could like double, triple the recipe, depending on how much you want. I mean, you could literally make a huge pot, pat, batch, and then freeze it. Could you make, like, a Kevin from the office pot? You could make a Kevin. That was what I had in my mind. That big of a pot. <laughs> like, Kevin from the office. If you don't know what we're talking about, Google. Kevin. If you don't know what we're talking about, you need to go educate yourself on modding. <laughs> but what? So, like, Google. Google. Kevin Just, from the literally office, if you look chili. up if you look up Kevin chili or if even if you look up big pot of chili that's the first <laughs> thing you're gonna see <laughs> but yes that that's what I was picturing literally just a huge pot because it just it's so convenient oh love it oh that's so yeah. nice that's like the perfect yeah. fall recipe so hearty and like I don't know I feel like chili is definitely one of those comfort foods. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about it, too, is that you can make it in so many different ways. Like, I feel like one of my favorite ways to make chili um, is to do, like, a chicken chili verde with, like, like the... Oh, we're getting fancy beans. over here. Oh, I know. <laughs> do it with, like, white beans and chicken and, like, green um, tomatoes. So, it, so it's, like, really... Ooh. Like it changes it up, it switches it Colorful. up. I feel like I just love a classic chili. I feel like I it was a, a normal food for us growing up, and especially because my mom's southern, so we'd have it with cornbread. Oh yeah, Ugh. I used to hate cornbread growing up. Now, which is weird because it's such a New England staple, but cornbread <laughs> is a big thing on the East Coast, or especially Massachusetts. And I grew up hating it. And the only way I like it now, but the only way I'll eat it now if it's very warm and just drenched in butter. I cannot eat it any other way. In the I South, we have it with honey. honey yeah, I can't butter. eat it like that. Oh, I need so it with good. Butter. But yeah, oh, so the other that. thing is too, I was going to say is I probably would, when I sit down to eat this, which I'm actually, after we get off this podcast recording, I'm going to go make another batch to eat for Joe and I for dinner. I um, usually stick a vegetable on the side of it because the chili itself doesn't have a lot, like depending on what you put in it, a lot of veggie veggies and I just feel so much better when I eat veggies and I love incorporating them in my day-to-day life so I'll probably add some on the side too nice I would probably do personally I would do like a bowl of chili and then a piece of cornbread and like some steamed broccoli sounds good oh some broccoli see I was thinking brussels sprouts I feel like either of them would look really well brussels sprouts in the fall oh chef's kiss 
They're <laughs> the best. Or like um like blistered green beans. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a good one actually. That is a stellar thing. And a good thing about chili too is that I feel like it's so so good for leftovers and like if you're doing any meal prepping because mm-hmm. you can just pop it in a little container and heat it up when you get to work or however you want to do it. Yeah. Um you can also freeze chili. I mean, you can freeze anything mm-hmm. except for eggs in a shell. I think that's the only thing you can't freeze. That would be you can gross. literally I, it would be gross. But like I'm <laughs> like I from my cul- I'm doing a culinary um, I know, I saw the wheels turning. Yeah, I'm doing well like right now I'm working on getting my culinary nutrition expert certification. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that they went over with freezing is there you can't freeze eggs. And I feel like there was one more thing, but now I'm drawing a blank. But Ooh, you can freeze know. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just put it, you can do individual containers, pop it in the freezer. And then when you're ready to go, yep. pull it out. And I, another thing with just storing food, freezing food, things like that. A lot of um, my clients deal with like mental health issues or things like that. And having food in personalized containers, portion mm-hmm. like personalized portion sizes, ready to go in the freezer that you can just to pull out, pop in the microwave, pop in the stove really quick is so, so important for mm-hmm. anyone that struggles with any type of mental illness, health issues, anything like that, where it's just like, I, or I mean, if you're just super busy or you got yeah. kids and you're doing stuff, having mm-hmm. food ready to go. So if you're able to, you know, if you have one day where you're like, I feel like making chili, make a massive pot, put some in the freezer. And then when you're not feeling absolutely it, really busy, pull it out because you're ready to go. You've got something on hand. And that's a wrap, folks. We love chili. We're stands of chili. Go home and make chili tonight. Chili stands. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll catch you after this break with our question and answer segment. Yay! Yay! See ya. Bye. All right, we're back. Are y'all good? Yeah, we're good. I don't hear it. Um, We're right back. All right. So we welcome back. back. <laughs> in case you weren't wondering, in case you're wondering, we're back. <laughs> we're here. Uh, so if you didn't guess already from the title, I'd take it with a grain of salt. Then we are talking about carbs for our question and answer session today. Yeah. We got a lot of questions about carbs just in general. I feel like there's so much misinformation out there. And I know that we talked about this with our research segment as well but Mm -hmm. i don't know i think a lot of people just have questions about it so we wanted to clear some of them up absolutely all right shall i ask question number one yes go right for it okay so this question this is like 14 questions all in one I know this is a a long question with a lot of different questions in it um so i think maybe we just rapid fire let's do it okay So this is the whole question that someone asked. What are grains anyways? Why do we need them? Why are people so scared of them? And why do people say carbs are bad? Wonderful set of questions. Rapid fire. Yeah. So what are grains anyways? Grains are carbs. For simply put, in most, depending on if they're processed or not, grains can be complex or simple carbs. So they could be... um, complex carbs they could have fiber in them or they could be more broken down carbs which are simple carbs they could be more like sugar that's a rapid fire simple answer love it um yes they are carbohydrates they can include um like whole grains such as wheat rice quinoa bulgur farro things like that also grains can include things like bread and pasta and um biscuits and mm-hmm. and things like that so anything that's really made from a from a wheat grain or any other type of grain is in that grain category why do we need them for energy energy and yes and fiber and fiber we need them for fiber and all the micronutrients in them super important things like b vitamins are like mm-hmm. so important iron folate so many great micronutrients in there. Also, um, our brains <clears throat> really need carbs. <laughs> it's our body's primary source of energy is yep. carbohydrates. Don't 
skimp out on carbs. Mm -mm. And that brings us to the next question. Why are people so scared of them? I honestly think it's, I think it's twofold. I think first it's diet culture and it's just that just a diet culture. I mean, if you really think about it, there's a fad diet for everything. There's every single single type category of food at one point has been uh, villainized for lack of a better phrase. So I think it's just diet culture, finding another reason to say another way to get people to buy diets, to buy into programs and just to increase their revenue, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And then also I think, it's obviously clear in society that people say that desserts are bad. Sweets are bad. And we all know that desserts and sweets are sugar and that's carbs. So people not, I don't think it's people's fault. I think it's diet culture's fault kind of takes that to the extreme and then applies that to all carbohydrates, which isn't fair at all. First of all, the sweets, because hello, I love sweets and they can fit in a healthy diet. But second of all, not fair to fruits and vegetables and, and dairy products and, grains and things that have carbs in them they're also very beneficial to us so yeah there are no good or bad foods every food just has a purpose very well put and that kind of answers the last part of that question which is why do people think carbs are bad um yeah oh did i sorry i skipped ahead no no i mean they were pretty much it was like why are people scared of them why do people think they're bad people are scared of them because they think they're bad why do you think they're bad because people just associate carbs with sugar there's so many different types of carbs, and they're all important for your body. Absolutely. Love it. Love rapid. it. Okay, rapid fire. Rapid Next fire. question. Okay. Why do I crave carbs so much? I just want all of the pasta, noodles, and rice. So I think actually, Kelsey, you kind of answered this in our first episode. Yes. I Well, I talked about it with sugar, but I think for carbs, you probably want carbs a lot. Because you're not eating enough carbs. <laughs> um, if you are, if you have thought, even just a thought in your brain that goes, I can't have these carbs, your body's going to go, ooh, I need those carbs. I need them right now. And especially <laughs> if you're acting on those thoughts and not giving yourself carbs, oh my gosh, you need them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, our bodies like thrive on energy and carbs are one of the first places that we get energy. When we break down food nutrients in our body the first thing we break down is carbs it goes carbs then protein and then fat is like the like the 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 ranking of how our bodies (laughs) yeah carbs are digested the fastest yeah protein and then fat takes the slowest right so we get immediate energy from carbs Mm -hmm. and we use it for a lot of important things we use the micronutrients we use the glucose for things like energy and things like brain function and body functions like it's so so important to have mm-hmm. and if you're finding that all you are craving is carbs it's probably because you're not having enough carbs <laughs> yes and I think that also ties into eating a balanced plate I think it's so important to have an every plate and snack to try to have protein to fat complex carb a fruit or a vegetable having those grains in there and having those carbs so that you aren't depriving yourself so that you're getting well-rounded balanced plate so that you you can satisfy that craving. You can satisfy your body's need for that energy. And you're not having to constantly be thinking, why am I craving all these carbs? I want all these things because you're eating. Yeah. And another thing too, to think about is if you're restricting in any way, whether it's carbs or other types of food or other times that you're eating or things like that, if you're restricting in any way, your body is going to go into that mode of, oh my gosh, I'm really hungry. I need fast energy, which is why you might be craving carbs because your body's going to go, I need energy right now. Carbs are going to give you that energy right Mm -hmm. now. So that could be why, you know, you're wanting more of that. And also keep in mind, every body is different. So you might need more carbs than another person. You might need them more than your roommate or your boyfriend or husband or wife or, you know, whoever is around you. Always keep in mind, just to keep your blinders on, I have to remind a lot of people Mm -hmm. that, keep your blinders on. Whatever makes you feel the best might not make other people feel the best, and what they're eating isn't going to make you feel your best. So Mm -hmm. you're going to be the only judge for that. And if you find, you know, oh, I feel like I'm eating so many carbs, but it makes me feel good, keep doing it. That means it's working. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that will change day to day too. There'll be one day when your body needs more carbs for whatever reason, and the next day you won't need as much. 
Yeah. Our bodies tell us what we need. Definitely. Definitely. Our bodies are not machines. We are not one in, one out. We are organic organisms and we ebb and flow. <laughs> we are organisms. We are organisms <laughs> that change every day and that is normal and good. Um, okay, next question. What is the real difference between good carbs and bad carbs? First of all, there are no, no good or bad carbs. No such thing as good or bad food. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing as good or bad food. But I would like to say, I think what, I, I'm not really sure what they're referring to as good carbs, to be honest, because, I mean, I think it's different for everyone because diet culture has victimized grains. They've victimized dairy. Those are both carbs. So they victimized fruit. They victimized fruit. So I'm not really sure, whoever asked this question, what you're thinking as good carbs, but I'm pretty sure you think as bad carbs, sweets, desserts, and things like that. So the real difference is kind of what we were talking about before is how the grains are processed. Um, and if you're thinking about that whole, that grain, that kernel that has the bran germ and endosperm in there, if it's processed and you're breaking down that flour, it's more white flour versus wheat flour, you're removing a lot of those micronutrients and fiber. Um, and basically the difference between, I would say, as an overarching statement, I feel like I would be able to safely say the main difference between quote unquote good and bad carbs is complex versus simple carbs. Sim- simple carbs are more broken down. It's sugar, essentially. Complex carbs are more complex, harder for your body to break down because they have things like fiber in them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think if we can remove the term good or bad and instead mm-hmm. just say these are more broken down and these are not as broken down or these are more whole, I guess, is just the difference there. But that doesn't mean that you can't have one or the other. It just mm-hmm. means, you know, it's okay. It's good to have diversity there. It's good to have mm-hmm. some whole grains. And it's good to have some simple carbs too. Mm-hmm. Whole carbs and, and simple carbs. Like it's, And I know we talked about this with sugar, but it's good to have some, you know, fast acting energy in there, especially if you're an athlete, especially mm-hmm. if you're in need of some energy. Like, it's really good to have those things and just for your mental health and your, Mm -hmm. you know, behavioral health and social health and things like that. Like, it's good to allow things like that into your life and into your lifestyle. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that reminds me of the thought I had when you were presenting your research and I said I would give it later and then I forgot about it. But I was going to mention that simple carbs, you mentioned the athletes and that triggered my memory. I was going to say. Um, even if you're not an athlete and you're needing some type of energy to get you through a workout, or if you're really starving after a workout and you need to refuel, that's where simple carbs really come in too, because your body takes them in real fast. So don't be afraid of sugar. Yeah. Don't be afraid of sugar. Don't be afraid. Okay. Last but not least, as a vegetarian, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Go. As a vegetarian, I feel like a heap, I'm saying it like that because whoever wrote it capitalized it. I feel like I eat heaps of carbs to fill myself up. I need options. Okay. So if you're a vegetarian, that means that you're not going to have any meat options. But that does mean that you can still include other things. And if you're finding that you're wanting a lot of carbs as a vegetarian, that probably means you need some other things in there too. So I would say you're probably just you need you need some other sources of energy. You can definitely eat your carbs, but you know, go for some proteins like eggs, cheese, beans, legumes, even if you're into like tofu, tempeh, things like that. I know that some people aren't, some people are, but go for it because the more that you have those other foods in there as well, the less that you'll be, you know, just craving everything and anything. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. If you're feeling because of the capitalization, I am assuming that you just feel like you're eating so many carbs and you're never feeling full. It's probably because you're not eating that balanced plate that I always preach about. You know, add in, pro- add in trying to add more protein sources, try to add in more fat. I don't yeah, know what type of vegetarian you are, if you do eat eggs or if you do eat dairy, but if you do, those are great sources of protein and fat. If you don't get sources of fat from things like avocado, um, like Kelsey mentioned, eating tofu, trying to build yeah, a balanced plate, peanut butter, it'll really just, hemp hearts are a great source of omega-3s and protein. Mm. Try to build that balanced plate because then you, it'll it'll fill you up a lot better and it'll keep you full longer um, yeah. as well. So I agree. Great answer, Kelsey. 
Thank you. I think that's all the questions we had this week, though. That's everything we have for this episode. So thank you guys so much for coming back and listening to another episode of the Taste Buds podcast. And we really appreciate you all. We really appreciate you all. Please leave us a rating and a review. Yes. And don't forget to submit more questions. Please. Yes. Um, in our link in bio, you can find all of our links to ask us a question, find us on YouTube, find us on Spotify, Apple podcast. Um, and like April said, it really, really does help us out. If you give us a rating or even write us a review is so fabulous. So please feel free to do that. Um, we'll really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.